each time we pray, we pray by the help of the Holy Ghost. The will of God cannot be known by just being a thinker or by being intellectual. How we know the will of God is by actually praying in the Spirit, by the Spirit, which is the intercession of the Spirit through us, for us. So each time you are praying in tongues, you should be attentive and be sensitive. The will of God is about to be released and unfolded. I want to speak to you on what I have titled, Yet in all these things. Yet in all these things. Now, let's turn our Bible to Romans chapter 8 verse 37. We are in a peculiar time right now. Okay, and then all of us needs to know that God cares so much about us. You know, before we get there, Bible says in Psalm 150, if you read from verse 12, it says he is mindful of us. Let me quickly read Psalm 115 from verse 11. It says, you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, is their help and their shield. We trust the Lord. We fear him and we trust him. We reverence him. We honor him. We trust him. Verse 12. He said, the Lord has been mindful of us. I like that. And now regardless of situations we find ourselves, the Bible says the Lord has been mindful of us. What, what does that mean? We are in God's minds. God has been thinking of us. You know, there's no way you could be thinking of so much of yourself all right, thinking so much for yourself that you can actually have a quality thought concerning your life as God will. Bible says we are in God's mind. And sometimes it might look like things are delayed, but we are in God's mind. The Bible says he decorates the sparrows, cares for the sparrows. He says your father cares for the sparrows. And you are worth more than the sparrows. It's your father, but he cares for the sparrows. I mean, we could see that in the scripture. When Jesus Christ gave the crumb or the crumb that fell from the table of the children when they eat with the father, you know, to the dogs. He spoke to that Phoenician woman, and then the woman said, well, even the dogs can eat of the crumbs, and the crumbs healed her child. Can you imagine that? The father cares for the unbelievers. In the book of Matthew chapter 5, if you read from verse 40, he says, he allowed rains to fall on the sinners and the saints. Your father cares for the saints. He cares for the sinners. You see that? He said, don't be anxious of this, don't be anxious of that, don't be worried about what you eat, what you drink, all of that. He said, look at the sparrows, look at the lilies, look at the, you know, he said, they don't, they don't struggle. They don't even sow and reap. He said, yes, your father feed them. They are well decorated. He said, even Solomon in all his arrangements and all his organization and beauty and all that wisdom, you know, was not as well decorated like them. He says, your father that does that for them. God is not a God or the father of lilies. God is not a father of sparrows. But God just does that to them to show to us that he can care much more for us. He actually does care much more for us. That's what the scripture says. You see that? He's been mindful of us. Now, th- can you think about it? What you've been going through, God has been mindful of you. And now that's why the Bible says, you know, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I'm going to get to that, okay? I know the thoughts. So God has been mindful. Look at what he says. He's been mindful of us. He will bless us. Now, this is Old Testament. You know, the Old Testament we use, he will. In the New Testament, he has blessed us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Glory to God. I mean, say to yourself, see, I am blessed. Now, can you say like three more times? Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Glory to God. You know, when you say that, the more you say it, the more reality or consciousness you have of the blessing of God. Okay? You see that? He has blessed us. Now, if you are to read this place now in the New Testament way, we will say he has blessed us. Because he is mindful of us, 
He has blessed us. Now you see a semicolon there. He has blessed us. And now he says he has blessed the household of, household, house of Israel, house of Heron. He has blessed the house of communion. He has blessed the house of Life Channel. He has blessed the house of Hawafisayo. You see that? He has blessed our houses. Okay? He has blessed your house. He has blessed those who fear the Lord, both small and graced. Now, sometimes you feel you small, uh, you know, I'm not enjoying the blessing of the law. He said both small and great. Whether in sizes or in productivity or in, um, you know, in whatever you think, you know, maybe small company, big company, he has blessed you. Okay? You know, um, in age, maybe you consider yourself to be too young, he has blessed you. Okay? Both small and great. You see that? He has blessed you because he is mindful of us. So now he says, may the Lord give increase more and more, uh, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and the earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. You see that? But the earth he has given to the children of men. And I will bless him forevermore. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He is mindful of us. Is what I want you to really, really um, know in that place. That is very, very important. He is mindful of us. He is mindful of us. Now let's turn our Bible to Romans chapter 8. This is very important. Romans chapter 8. Glory to God. Romans chapter 8. I read from verse 37. Now that's our major uh, reference. You see that? That text. Okay? He said, yet in all these things. And now look at the our conclusion. He said, yet in all these things. We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. You see that? We are more than conqueror. Through him who loved us. Now, this is powerful. Think about it for a moment. In what things? Yet in all these things. Look at what is going on in the world right now. Pandemics. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Glory to God. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Now, if you look at it in context, let's see what things. What are the things he's talking about? He's talking about persecution, talking about famine, talking about distress, talking about nakedness, talking about, you know, affliction, talking about tribulations, talking about whatever, whatever, economic meltdown, talking about many things. Look at it. Now, to get that in context, let's look at it this way. I don't care what you are going through right now. It is captured in here. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's captured. Now, if we read from verse 35... He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet. So that means... They have challenges, they have difficulties, they have persecution, afflictions here and there. Alright? You know the life of Paul, put in prison, in and out of prison, arrested, beaten, in some cases stoned. Alright? In some cases, on the high sea, not being able to eat anything for many days or seeing anywhere, no direction. But he said, yet in all these things, we are more than conqueror. Now, listen, he put famine there. That's economic matter. Distress. You can be stressed out. Probably your work is stretching you out. Bible says in all these things, you are more than conqueror. Famine, pestilence, f- um, fatigue, uh, uh, diseases, or whatever you name it. Bible says, we are more than conqueror. Glory to God. Now, we are not just more than conqueror. He said we are more than conqueror through him who loved us. Glory to God. It's not because we love him. We are more than conqueror because he loved us. That's fantastic. And that's why they say, yet, in all these things, we are more than conqueror. And I'd like to give you, you know, a short exposition of this scripture. Why are we more than conqueror? We can see it clearly. Because he loves us. The reason why you have won that battle you are facing right now, you have won it. You are not going to win it. You have won it. It's because you are more than conqueror. The reason why you will not fail is because you have more than conqueror. You have more than conqueror. Look at that scripture again. You are more than conquerors. I like the way 
Rea Bonke of Blessed Memory put it in a conference I attended several years ago. Um, that should be in 2002. Um, that's like um, 18 years ago now, you know. He said, this is what it means to be more than conqueror. He said, let's say there is a couple and then the husband is a boxer. He, uh, he box for a living. So, you know, married and their wife, you know, sit and at home to watch just like all these um, heavyweight champions. Ah, you see him fighting. Serious blow. Bah! You know, we have heavyweight champion from Nigeria who is also equally a citizen of UK um, by the name Anthony uh, Joshua. You know, so. Uh, so, you know, it's like, let's say, somebody like Anthony Joshua now or any of the heavyweight champion who happens to be fighting, is in the ring, and then he's fighting, and he's boxing, and his wife is seated somewhere, not among the crowd, somewhere, let's even say in the crowd, or uh, at home, and watching the fight. And then he was, you know, he, he, he over, let's say this, the, the man now overcomes, the boxer overcomes, and beats and beats, first round, second round, third round, he was winning, he, he wins all the rounds. And when he's done, Glory to God. Jesus won all the runs. I want you to know that. Okay? When he's done, he came and he was giving the belts. You know, when they give them the belts and then everything that comes along with it, and then they will carry everything, and then they show that they are the overcomer. They are the, you know, they show that they are the conquerors. So what it means to be more than conquerors is for you not to have entered the ring, you have not lifted your fingers, you have not actually boxed anything. You don't even have energy to box. You don't have energy to beat. You don't have energy to fight. You, because, for the, because for the purpose that, for the purpose of marriage, because you are joined together, you are joined together as one, as a spouse. You are just watching. You only watch as the fight, you know, is on. You only watch. And when your spouse finish, and as he, he was giving all those belts and everything that comes along with it, remunerations and honor, he said, all this is dedicated and given, handed over to my spouse, to my wife. He said, the one who does nothing is more than the one who wins. So the belt is given unto the spouse. The money, everything that comes along with it, remunerations, the honor and all that, is given to the spouse who crosses, probably crosses a leg and a sipping coffee and watching and, you know, once in a while and say, whoo, 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 and then full of excitement and just sipping coffee or drinking wine and then only for her to stand up to rejoice because her lover has won. That's what happened to us. We are more than conquerors. Some of us are more than conquerors. Because Jesus won. He gave the, he gave the devil one blow. I like the way we used to say, one blow, seven die. <laughs> you know, gave the devil a knockout. Round one, round two, round three, round four, round five. Round eternity, forever. Glory to God. He gave the devil a final knockout. But you see, we have to look at this. If we want to really enjoy this scripture, we start from verse, um, verse, 16. Romans chapter 8 from verse 16. I'm going to skip some things, but then let's read from verse 16. Okay? In verse 1, it said, There is therefore no condemnation, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So that means you are sensitive to the things of the Spirit. You are spiritual. You are in Christ. There is no condemnation for you. Blessed be God. Alright? Now, let's skip some things and just go straight to verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom you cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then hears. Hears of God, joins hears with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Fantastic. What you are going through cannot be compared with the glory that, be, that will be revealed in us. Now, you can, we can interpret this in two ways. In context, it cannot be compared with what happens when Jesus comes back to the earth. And at the same time, what you are going through presently 
cannot be compared with the glory that will be revealed in you. That is the manifestation of the blessings of God in your life or the fulfillment of God's promises in your life. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. You are being revealed to your word in the mighty name of Jesus. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. But I want to quickly go to verse 26. It said, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. You see that? And I want you to take note of something here. Helps in our weaknesses. So that means we have weaknesses. Though we are in Christ, we have weaknesses. So it's the spirit that helps our weaknesses. Now look at it. It said, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. That is one of our challenges. We don't really know what to pray for. We don't really know. You know, you cannot intellectually know the will of God. Alright? You can't. You don't know what to pray for when you pray. But look at it. The spirit helps our infirmities. Look at it. It helps in our weaknesses. He said, pray for as we hold. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us. I love this. Makes intercession for us. You see that? With groanings which cannot be uttered. Now I want you to understand this. Now, not that the spirit is somewhere making intercession. So what he's saying is that the spirit, because we have the spirit in us now, the spirit is making intercession for us through us. Actually, in the original rendering, it's not saying for us. It says the spirit is making intercession. That's the way he put it. But we know, he said we grow things that cannot be uttered through us. So each time we pray, we pray by the help of the Holy Ghost. We are giving a voice to the groanings of the Spirit for us. Intercessions of the Spirit through us for us. You see that? Now, but we are going somewhere. Verse 27. It says, now he who searches the earth knows that the mind knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This is the issue. When he says we don't know what to pray for as we ought to, what he's actually saying is that we don't really know the will of God to pray. We cannot say we know the will of God. The will of God cannot be known. By just being a thinker or by being intellectual. No. The will of God in a particular situation can, may not even make sense. How we know the will of God is by actually praying in the spirit, by the spirit, which is the intercession of the spirit through us, for us. I hope that is clear. So each time you are praying in tongues, you should be attentive and be sensitive. The will of God is about to be released and unfolded. Are you getting what I'm saying? The will of God. And now, this is very important. It says, because the spirit knows the mind of God. He knows the heart of God. What does he know about the heart of God? He knows, he knows the will of God in every situation. Is the mind of God. Now, do you remember in 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 9, he said, eyes have not seen, he has not heard, neither has it come into the mind of any man. What God has in stock for those who love him, but then he has revealed them to us by the Spirit of God, yea, the deep things of God. The deep things of God, the secrets, the mysteries have been revealed to us. Because we are believers, we are in Christ, there is no condemnation. We are led by the Spirit. We are sons of God. And that has been revealed to us. The will has been revealed to us. How do we have access to His will? By praying in unknown tongues. By praying in the Spirit. And when we pray in the Spirit, we become very sensitive. Okay? We become very sensitive. Okay? By praying in the Spirit. Even the Scripture does not come alive when you don't pray in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, then you interact with the Spirit of the letter. 
You don't inter- Bible says letter kills, but the spirit give life. And I don't forget Jesus Christ speaking. He said, the flesh profit nothing is the spirit that give life. John 6, 63. He said, that's what I speak unto you. They are spirit and life. Glory to God. So when we interact with the spirit and pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit is making intercession for us through us. You see that? With groanings that cannot be uttered. That means with language that cannot be understood by mind. With groanings. You pray to the point that you break through. Gushers begins to flow. Gushers. There are gushers within us. Bible says he that believe. And come to me and drink. He said out of his belly shall gush house. Rivers of living waters. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So that's what happened. Now let's go on. He said will of God. Now he said and we know. Glory to God. And we know. You know, he said, when we pray in the spirit, we now get into an understanding. We know as we know the will of God. This is the will of God. And we know that all things working together. Regardless of what we are going through. Persecution, famine, distress, afflictions, you know, all, etc. We know that all things are working together for us. I love this. We know as believers on the earth that even the, there's pandemic in the world, which we are believing God that it should be eradicated and lots of people should be saved and healed, is working together for our good. As it affects the economy, it's working together for our good. Are you getting what I'm saying? Believers should not panic whether I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to lose my studentship or I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be poor or I'm going to be, you know, I'm facing difficulties or whatever. We know. You must assure yourself. Say, I know that all things are working together for my good. How to really know is to have access to the will of God concerning the situation. And now you have access to the will of God concerning the situation is to pray a lot in the spirit. This is not a prayer I call suke suke prayer. It's not a short, short prayer. Like you pray 10 minutes, you're tired. You pray 15 minutes, you're tired. You pray one hour, you pray two hours, you pray three hours, you pray all the time. I like what Apostle Paul says concerning praying in the spirit. He said, I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than ye hung. Imagine Apostle Paul driving. He's praying in the Holy Ghost. Imagine him bathing in a, in a bathroom, he's praying in the Holy Ghost. Imagine Apostle Paul dressing up, he's praying in the Holy Ghost. Imagine Apostle Paul walking down the street, he's praying in the Holy Ghost. He's jogging, he's taking a stroll, he's praying in the Holy Ghost. Every now and then he's praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why he could tell the church of the Corinthians, the church at Corinth, that I pray in tongues more than you are. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 18, I pray in tongues more than you are. He even wrote, he said, well, I pray in tongues, I pray in understanding, I sing in tongues, I sing in understanding. He also sing in tongues. Glory to God. He says, when we pray in tongues, we pray mysteries. And we become edified. You see that? There are things that open, portals that open in the realm of the spirit when you pray in tongues. You have access to some hidden files. You know, this Aramean 29, 29 says, the secret of God, you see, is revealed unto us, or that we know, you know, is for us and for our children's children. That is the will of God. You see that? Is the will of God. Now God says, God says, I know the thought that I think towards you, they are thought of good. You have to know that thought of good. Even though bad things are happening in the world, you have to know that thought of good that he thinks towards you. It's not enough to just know the written word. You have to hear the spoken word. Interact with the spirit of the scripture. The thought of good. Concerning your marriage, concerning your job, concerning your finances, concerning your business. You have to know. How to know is to pray longer in tongues. Nobody will do this for you. No pastor will do it. You are a believer. Okay? You will take a place in God and pray in the Holy Ghost. And you pray to the point that you know. That knowing is an awareness. And now we comprehend fully. We compare epigenosco or epigenosis rather. Epigenosis. We comprehend. We know that we know that we know. We have a note of victory in our hearts that we have overcome these pandemics. 
We have a note of victory in our hand. That we are financially blessed. We have a note of victory in our hand. That we have overcome nightmares. We have overcome all kinds of mirrors. We have overcome any kind of evil or oppositions that come against us. We have a note of victory in our hand. That we have passed our exams excellently. We have a note of victory in our hand. Regardless of what is happening. We will not be afraid. We know the Lord is our light and our salvation. Who shall we fear? He is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Glory to God. He said, when the wicked one come near me to heat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumble and fail. Glory to God. We know. Somebody say, I know. Somebody say, I know. I know the will of God. I know the will of God. I know that 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 I know. All things are working together for my good. They are retrenching people at your workplace, working together for my good. Okay? You got a relief or sack leather, working together for my good. Don't be depressed. You must declare the word of the law. I know. I know that I know. All things are working together for my good. You lose some customers. All things are working together for my good. You get some new customers. All things are working together for my good. Glory to God. This is very important. The world has faced so much challenges, facing challenges. We are the solutions of the world. We must not think like people of the world. Okay, I'd like to tell you something. You know, God, God revealed to me that we are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world, and God told me by my knowledge of science, electrolysis and all that, okay, that there's always a cation side, an ion side, a positive and negative side, that you see, what makes up a light is a negative by science, it's proven. It's negative experiences and positive experiences. My friend, if both comes together, you become the light. If both come together, you become, you know, you become the, the salt of the earth. Alright? You become the sword of the earth. So God is going to comfort others with the comfort with which he has comforted you just like Paul told the Corinthians. Paul was comforted so he could comfort others. Now for somebody to be comforted, it means he found himself in so much grievous challenges. So because you are believers does not mean you don't face challenge or challenges, but you know that you know. Glory to God. That in all these things, you are more than conqueror. Now look at the scripture, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good. They are not just working together. They work together for your favor. I love that. Can you declare it? And I know. Raise up your right hand and say, I know that all things working together for my good. Because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Look at it. He said, all things work together for good for those who love God. Do you love God? I love God. I love God. You see, I believe in love, in his love for me. I receive his love for me and I love him. Glory to God. I love God. Now, you don't just say it in words. He said, beloved, don't let us love in words, but in deeds, in actions. Do you understand? Now, if you love God, how you express it, you must express the love of God, you know, to God. You must respond to his love or love him and express it. One of the ways by which you express the love of God is that you bless him. You minister to him. You worship him. You always want to fellowship with him. And you give to God. Don't let anybody talk you out of giving to him. You give to him not because you want to get from him. You give to him primarily because you love him. Are you getting what I'm saying? You give to him because you honor him. You don't, you, you are not forced and coerced to give. You give cheerfully from your heart. You give more than 10%, more than tithes. Are you getting what I'm saying? You give your tithe, you give offering, you give seed of faith, you give partnership seed, you give and give and give. You don't just give to God through the church or through the man of God or give through the man of God by giving to the man of God and communicating to your man of God. Okay? You also give to your neighbors. You give to members of the household of faith. That's what the scripture says. You are lending to God. You are giving to God. When you give to the poor, you are lending to God. That's what the scripture says. You will be blessed for it. Glory to God. Those are the ways by which you show that you love God. He said, and we know all things work together for those who love God and accord according to his purpose. Now, don't forget the Bible says that yet in all these things, we are more than conqueror. Through him who loved us. You know that all things work together for your good because you love him. To those who love God and do accord according to his purpose. But look, you are more than conqueror because he loves you, not because you love him. There's a difference. But you get it now. Now, 
You see, you love God. Uh, let that be clear. You know, let it be clear. There are reasons why you are, you know, in all these things you are more than conqueror. is because God loves you. But look at how it starts. The Spirit interceded for us. We receive intercessions of the Spirit. When you are going through challenges, you receive, you know, the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. And not only Spirit, only Holy Spirit that is interceding, even Jesus is interceding for us. Alright? First John 2, 1, 2. Bible says that if you find yourself in sin, okay, if, not when, if you find yourself in sin, you have an advocate. Alright? Jesus Christ, Bible says he was raised from the dead, you know, seated at the right hand of the Father, still interceding for us. Praying for us. You see that? Now the second point is that we are called according to his purpose. Now that word his purpose means a deliberate plan. A de- not your own purpose, oh, according to his purpose. That's why Paul wrote, he said we should no longer live. He that died for us, die for us so that we should no longer live unto ourselves. Okay? And we should live for him. So we, we, you know, let me just share something simple with you when it comes to purpose. You don't determine your purpose, you discover his purpose for your life. In fact, there is no such thing as my purpose, my purpose like that. When you say my purpose, you must come into an awareness that is actually his purpose for you. Glory to God. It's his assignment for you. You don't originally own the assignment. It's not what you think for yourself. It's not what you give yourself. It's what has been laid down for you that you discover. Purpose is discovered. It is not determined. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is discovered. It is not determined. And let me tell you this. It's only your creator that can tell you your assignments. Just like you are designed for your assignment. A keyboard is designed to produce sound. Speaker is designed to bring out, you know, to amplify voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? To bring out, you know, the voice and sound, you know, and then... Uh, bulbs are designed to bring out uh, light. These cameras are designed to record. That is their purpose. And now, the way you are wired, the way you are designed, is for your purpose. Is for your purpose. Cars are designed to move people from one place to the other. That's their purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's their purpose. Now, and this is very clear. Okay? The Assignment belongs to the creator or the manufacturer. I'm not, I mean, I'm going to run a series about purpose so that you have a proper understanding. It is the manufacturer, it is God who determines your purpose. Then you are supposed to discover what he has determined. Because it's well written here. You can see it's well written here. So, this is what God does. He makes all things to work together for good for those who love God. That is, they are now born again. You have to love God to discover purpose. Love first, then purposeness. You have to love God. That is, you have recognized his love for you. You respond to his love by declaring and believing with your heart and declaring with your mouth that he is the Lord of your life and he was raised from the dead. You have responded, you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Now that you are in Christ, you must know the reason why you are created. So that's why I say I know the thought that I think towards you. And like what scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, he said we are God's handiwork. NKJV said we are God's workmanship. Okay? It says we are God's workmanship. We are God's products. We are God's handiwork. Okay? God took his time to design us. That's why Sammy says in Psalm 139 that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Verse 18. If you read it down from verse 14, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, it's I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You knew me in my mother, my, my everything, my details, my Everything. This, every strand of my hair, you know everything. He told Jeremiah, before you were formed, I knew thee. Ordained you a prophet to the nation. 
And Jeremiah could not, it may not even know. He didn't even know. He was a child. He was even saying, God, I'm a child. I'm going to say, shut up. I am calling you to speak to the nations. So what do you see? I see a long, long tree. You have seen well. I will watch over my word to bring it to pass. So we are God's virtues. He can decide to use us the way he likes. He can tell you to be in any location, any geographical location in the world. So you must understand this. So how things work, I mean, if you are in God's purpose for your life, it will be difficult for pandemics to overtake you, to affect you. It will be difficult for the economic meltdown of the world to affect you. If you love God, it will be difficult for things not to work together for your good. It will be difficult. I remember what he said in Isaiah chapter 60. He said, the nations that will not serve you, the nations that will not serve you will be destroyed. Those are powerful words in the Old Testament. So that means it's going to subject certain things to our leadership. You see that? So it will make everything to conform, all right, to our dictates because we have conformed, we are conformed to his image. You see that? It makes everything to conform to our dictates because we are conformed to his image. So all things work together for God, for good, to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. Can you see that? He knew us before time he predestined. He predestined. Okay? Now, what it means to be predestined is this. God determined the end before the beginning. Let me say that again. God determined the end. Now, these things, this puppet you see, fantastic, isn't it? Now, it has been determined before it was built. There will have been a prototype. There will have been a model. For every house you see, an edifice that is built, you will have seen a model determined. So you were determined before you were built. Predetermined. Look at that. Now, I I will explain this better in a purpose series, by God's grace. I pray, you know, God put it in my heart. I desire to actually teach that. I pray God put it in my heart to do. Okay? And actually empower me and give me more insight, you know, to be able to, you know, um, you know, teach that. Look at what it says here in verse 29. He said, to be conformed to the image, predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So what he's saying is that even our, you know, predestination is in conformity to the image of his son. There is what is expected of us, you know, uh, to actually carry it out. And it must be in line with what the imagination, the thought of the son. Now look at it. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, this he also glorified. Glory to God. Now because of time, we need to move faster. What then shall we say to these things? I like that. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a very solid question. I like what people say is that if God is on your side, you are more than a majority. And that is the truth. If God, every, the whole world can be against you. If God is on your side, you are more than the whole world. Praise God. That is the truth. If God be for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? How many things? All things. You see that? He did not spare his own son. Now, for God to give us all things, he has given us his son first. When you have received his son in love, you have received all things in him. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? We are God's elect. It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, he is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Can you see that? Not only Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, according to verse 26 and 27, Christ also makes intercession for us. Look at that. Who also, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I like this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? For those who love him. All things work together for those who love him. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You know, 
Once there is a separation from the love of Christ, then things will stop working together for our good. But you see, it can't happen. Look at it. It says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or whatever. Look at it. it. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conqueror through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said nothing. Nothing nothing at the moment. I want to believe the world hasn't seen anything yet. This pandemic, anything else can come up. Nothing at the moment. Pandemic is leading to economic meltdown. Nothing at the moment. Not nothing at the present and nothing to come shall separate us from the love of Christ. You see, what is the love of Christ? You always desire to give to him. You always desire to worship him. You always desire to seek him. You want to know him more. You want to fellowship with him. You always want to be with him. You know those five love languages? You want to touch God. You want to give him a gift. You want to, you know, hear his word of affirmation. You also want to talk to him that, Lord, I love you. You want to hear your own word of affirmation and etc., etc. Glory to God. And you want to serve him too. Act of service. Glory to God. You know, all those things. Uh, it's so, it's so lovely, you know, you know, to explain, you know, some of these things. So lovely. Okay? And now look at it. Very fantastic stuff. And now, but then let me zero in on verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conqueror. Think of what you are going through right now. Bible says in all these things you are more than what? Conqueror. Think of whatever you are going through, whether negative or positive, you are more than conqueror. You have much more money in your bank account, you're more than conqueror. Okay? You don't have money in your bank account, you're more than conqueror. Glory to God. Why? Because he loved you. Because he loved you. Because he loved you. And I like what First John 19 verse 21 says. Alright? We love because he first loved us. We loved because we love because he first loved us. You know, in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, he said, this is the love for, of God for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let me just quickly read it. You know, fantastic stuff, if you read it. But God demonstrated his own love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Glory to God. You see that? Christ died for us. Now, listen to this. If he loved you to die for you, without you praying for him to do so, you can do nothing to undo his love. Though you may refuse to respond to and enjoy his love. Christ has died for the world, but it's not everybody that has responded to the, to the love of God. It's not everybody. And thank God for his goodness and his grace for you that has helped you to respond to his love. His love protects, his love helps, his love empowers, his love strengthens, his love prospers. His love enables and heals. His love does every good thing for us. God is full of compassion. He said we do not have an high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. That's what the Bible says. What you are going through, God feels what you are feeling. God, I mean, God, you know, could feel what you are going through. Your pain, he wants you to cast your burden on him. He cares so much for you. You must know that God loves you. In fact, one of the things that will help you to love him is because you must first and foremost receive his love for you. And you cannot actually explain his own love by the way you love him. He loves you unconditionally. You also ought to love him unconditionally in order to love yourself and love your neighbor as yourself. God's love towards us makes it an obligation for him to care for us exceptionally and be mindful of us exceptionally. You know, God's love towards us makes it an obligation for him to care for us and be mindful of us exceptionally. And that is very important. You know, I like what Paul says. He said, the love of God constrains us or the love of God compels us. Second Corinthians chapter 5. You know, if you read from verse 12, verse 11, verse 12, he said, the love of God compels us. 
That's what the scripture says. If the love of God can compel human beings who love him, all right, you can imagine how much more the love we as you know, because God is love. He doesn't the love doesn't compel God, God is the love that compels us. You see that. So but then God is, you know, um he has is convenantly binded or obligated to carry out his love duties over our life or in our life. Alright? Or in our life. So what should be our response at this time? Because we are more than conquerors. He loved us. We must receive his love. And be at rest. Alright? In whatever issue we are facing or whatever we are going through, we must receive his love. Uh, you know, Bible says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Even in this pandemic, the thought God is thinking towards us is a thought of peace. Is a thought of good. When economy, when there's a crashing down, and the Bible says, when there is a casting down, you shall say there is a lifting up. Because the thought of God towards you is a lift, is a lifting. When there is a casting down, it's promotion. When the thought of God towards you is always health when there is sickness. You see that? When there is problem in the world, the thought of God towards you, his blessing, his advancement is good. And when we receive his love, we assess his thoughts. We are more than conqueror. You know, Bible says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God loves us, and our faith works through his love. Glory to God. So, receive the love of God. Just believe, regardless of what... I mean, you might have made mistakes. You might not be perfect. You might have downgraded or graded yourself and scored yourself low. Sometimes you are not happy with yourself the way you go about spiritual things. You find it difficult to read the Bible consistently. You don't pray consistently. You are not serving God enough. You just, everything, when you just look at your life, say, you see, I don't do things enough. I mean, I don't think whether God will love me. And sometimes I fall into sins and I make mistakes. Oh, Lord. Father, you know, let me tell you something. Your sufficiency can only be in Christ. You cannot by your efforts achieve those things. You have to depend on his love. You have to depend on his love. His love supplies grace and truth in abundance. Don't forget, Bible says he was full of grace and truth. And that grace and truth was punctured. The blood gushed out, water gushed out. Grace and truth flew. It flows to us. Something now, it started flowing and it has not stopped flowing. So if you key into his love that made him give his son, and grace and truth flows to you. Your sins are forgiven. Your record is blotted out by the blood. God doesn't remember your past. You are the one trying to, you are the one that has the memory that can remember the past. God doesn't, he says, I will wipe it out. He has blotted it out by the blood of Jesus. Alright? There are sometimes you can fall into sin, you come out, you fall into it, you ask for the forgiveness of things, you make, you repeat the same mistake again and again. God is not tired of you. God is not giving up on you. Receive his love always. You will get it right one day. That is who God is. He loves us unconditionally. And if you are conscious of his love for your life, you will live a life of victory. I like what I will close with is 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. He said, he causes us, God causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. You see that? He causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. You are a triumphant believer. You are more than conqueror. You didn't lift a finger. You didn't enter the ring. You didn't fight. Jesus did all the fight. Alright? He told us to even fight a good fight of faith. What is a good fight of faith? A victorious fight. You are fighting from a position of victory. It's like watching a replay match. If you support, let's say, Arsenal, or you support Man U, or you support Liverpool, or you support Man, Man City, or whatever, you know, I don't follow football like that. I'm just a fan of whoever wins. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I've never had heart attack or uh, had broco, whatever, because of who lost, who won, who whatever, you know. I, I, at the time, I was following Man City, and then, you know, I, 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 you know, whoever wins right now is my... I wasn't disappointed, you know. I never, I don't follow football like that. But I'm telling you, let's say, you know, Man U 
I beat uh, Chelsea. Okay? 2-0. And you are watching the replay match. You will never be anxious. When somebody is about to go, you will not be shaking your leg. You will not be panicking. Ha! They are getting too close to this our house. Goalkeeper, what's the meaning of this? No. You will be at rest. That's what Jesus has done. He has finished the battle. He has won the battle. He has defeated the devil. In fact, in Colossians, if you read chapter 2, verse 15, he said he openly made a public shame of him. Dragged him on the street. Made a mess of him. You are more than conqueror. I'd like you to say to yourself, say, I'm more than conqueror. Repeat it like three times. Say, I'm more than conqueror, I'm more than conqueror, I'm more than conqueror. Why? Because God loves you. Now, if you have made a mistake, I would like love, I, I want to talk to you. If you have made a mistake or probably you want to give your life to Christ, you never identify with Christ or you've gone astray, you want to rededicate your life to Christ. Can you say after me? Father, bow down your head and just say after me. Say, Father, I believe you with my heart. I confess you with my mouth that you were raised from the dead. I have received your life. My names are written in the book of life. I am blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now if you want to rededicate your life, just say after me, say, Father, I receive your love. Forgive me all my sins and trespasses. My names are written in the book of life. I'm washed. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I've received the Holy Spirit. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Simple prayers. You are saved. You are blessed. You are rededicated unto him. Receive grace to live a life of victory. Receive grace to live a life of blessing. Receive grace to live a life of righteousness and holiness. It is well with you. When you can even say after this prayer, what of you I see make mistake, God is not giving up on you. Pray again and rededicate your life to Christ. You'll get it right. You'll live right. You have the nature of God. And then hook up to us. Connect with us. You, there are certain things you need to be hearing that will help you. God bless you. I so much love and appreciate you. It is well with you. Every other person, you are more than conqueror. I declare you more than conqueror. It has become an awareness in you right now. What is happening in the world will not overtake or overcome you. You have overcome it. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. If you are feeling symptoms right now, lay your hands on that, on that, on that part of your body. If you are sick, I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. In whichever area of your life you are facing challenges, maybe financial, whatever, receive, begin to receive strange, miraculous, you know, bank alert. Begins to, you know, receive connections, informations, ideas that will boost your businesses, your career, that will upgrade your life, that will promote you, that will advance the course of heaven in your life, that will cause you to fulfill your purpose, that will cause you to partner with the gospel, and it will be here all around the world. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It is well with your spirit, soul, and body. Your families, your relations, your loved ones, they are blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. Yet in all these things, we are more than conqueror. Through Christ, who loved us. Blessed be God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Kapal Messiah. Brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234 8035 or send a mail to at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.